0: Good morning. Welcome to your Tuesday morning briefing. Here's what you need to know to start your day with your host, former Saturday Night Live superstar Joe Piscopo. Produced by Joe Sebilla, with news guy Algotulo and traffic with Debbie Duham. This is the Joe Piscopo Show on AM 970. The Answer. Music
3: Hey, Joe Piscopo on the radio, 805 on AM 970, The Answer, with a flagship station for all of Salem Media, streaming worldwide these days on am970theanswer.com. Love that you're listening. Texas and Florida, we love you. Nashville, we know you're listening. Thank you so much. KT McFarlane is the one gal on this planet that could have brought about world peace if the people in Washington just listened to this program and these conversations over the last few years. KT, thank you for all that you do and have done for this great country. Welcome back to the show
4: always <laughs> oh, an honor and a pleasure
3: i'll tell you we i go through and people tell me you have so many followers so the the women that we have so many women listening to the show they just so adore you and we so appreciate it and if we listen to every step that you told us about starting with energy dominance uh, you know kt uh, in, in hamas hezbollah israel iran uh, china uh, Vladimir Putin Ukraine Afghanistan you had an answer for everything and it just it really uh, burns me and I'm being kind in my vernacular that they're not listening in Washington DC and the only thing that though again as we always talk about being solution based on this radio show uh, the only thing that's going to change it is the uh, next election because these guys are ne- they're not listening to us down in Washington in this administration KT correct
4: no they want high oil prices
3: Yeah, you know, even
4: though it screws the United States, even though it's bad for world
3: peace,
4: I saw President Trump at CPAC and had a moment um, over the weekend and had a moment to talk to him um, about various things. But he said, you know, we were so right about the energy, we were so right about Iran. He said they were on their knees; they they couldn't export energy, they couldn't export oil. Their their revenues by were down by seventy five percent. Their inflation rate was high. We could have had, We were about two months away from forcing them to a negotiating table on our terms. And he just sort of shook his head.
3: yeah he, so I wanted to talk about CPAC. That was like a, a rock concert this week, correct? When you, and you were down there. Yeah. yeah. But man, the energy it was way different this year for some reason, correct?
4: Yeah. You know, there was, uh, I've, I've been on the board for CPAC for I don't know, fifteen years, a lo- really long time. So I've been wow. very involved. I, I always speak, I organize the international events that we have of foreign leaders who come and a lot of the foreign policy seminars we have. Um, but this year was very different because in other years, people wander around the hallways a lot. It's a big, huge convention center. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, sometimes they're in the audience, sometimes they're not. I think the convention center, I forget how many it holds, but thousands, you know, 5,000, 10,000, who knows, lots of thousands. Wow, wow. And this year, they were all in the seats listening. And I was really surprised. You know, yeah, they're all going to be there to listen to Donald Trump. But they were all there listening to KT McFarland and a whole lot of other people, too. So it was a big
3: surprise. I bet. Hey, so tell us, you, you so you, you ran across Donald Trump. Can you, can you, and you guys chatted for a second. Um. I, I, again, 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 just to be, I always pull back the, the uh, organically honest curtain, you know. And anything mm-hmm. that you could report on, I mean, did he, did he hint toward it? Because we sure would love you back in the next administration, KT. <laughs> I think everybody's feeling like that. Nothing that you could report here on the radio show, huh?
4: Well, I don't want you know, we did talk about stuff like that, but I don't want to repeat that. Fair but enough. what we did talk about and what he did talk about in his own remarks were, you know, on day one, build the wall. Day one, drill baby drill. You know, energy dominance, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and really reinstate the policies he had before, which were so successful. And in, in, he, in, in his formal remarks to the group, formal he doesn't really make formal remarks. <laughs> he, he just goes on, but he's just. A, I mean, really, Joe, he could give you a run for, for your money. He is I know, so good. at know. His I, know. I know. I
3: know. I know. I know him for years. <laughs> I know. And so been the best. Yeah, yeah. please, go ahead, yeah. please.
4: No, but the the riff he did on talking to the Mexicans and how we had Remain in Mexico and yeah. his first meeting with the Mexicans, he said, you know, when it first started out, I met with them and I said, we wanted to have build a wall, we want you to pay for it, we want you to give us some troops, we want you to keep the immigrants, the illegals, in Mexico before we let them come to the United States. We're going to let them in one at a time. When we approve, and he said, um, and he said, you know, the Mexican president said, no, 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 <laughs> and, and then he and then he sort of strings it out saying, and I said this, and I said he said, no, 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 and then he said, so the next day we met, and I said, here, here's our twenty five percent tariff that I can impose on all goods coming from Mexico into the United States quick response ah mr president <laughs> where do we sign yeah yeah how fast can we get those troops that we pay for how fast can we pay for the wall it was just it was just vintage yeah. trump yeah and that's yeah. how we got this amazing deal and, and and the thing is that president biden who's now sort of trying to do, redo trump's thing they're all going to the border on thursday yeah, and, and President Biden's going to say, oh, I'm going to do this deal with Mexico. We're going to remain in Mexico. In other words, yeah. we're going to bring back all of Trump's policies. Yeah. But the problem is the Mexican president says, not, not a chance, not a chance. And so do you really think that Joe Biden is going to be that tough negotiator who says, well, yeah. you don't let us do this, then we're going to have a 25% tariff on our largest trading partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Joe Biden
3: has the guts. Never, never happened. KT McFarland, did you bring uh, uh, the Argentinian uh, Xavier Malay down? Did you bring yeah. him down? That that was huge. Yeah, we had Took him, it.
4: and we brought the um, the, the Salvador.
3: Yes, oh, Salvador. yes. That um, how? And I saw Donald Donald Trump yeah. met with these guys backstage. Oh, yeah, he I, met I saw with him with all. fabulous, fabulous. He met with them all.
4: So, so what happened was that um, you know in the past ten years ago, foreigners never came to CPAC. Right, right. And CPAC is this, um, to, just for your audience, it's this umbrella group that has all of the conservative organizations in the United States show up. Um, you know, the social conservatives, the fiscal conservatives, the tax guys, the national security guys, the gun rights guys, second amendment guys. They all show up and they all have their moment on the stage. And they all, um, so it's a big group. But it's not a consensus group as much as umbrella group. So about ten years ago, a couple of foreigners started showing up, saying, "Well, we want to have conservative movements in our own country, particularly guys in Europe and Asia." And we said, "Okay, well, you know, we'll come to you. We'll show you how to do it." I mean, we've been doing it really well since Reagan. And so this year, we made a concerted effort to invite them. And so we had the our, um, the Argentinian president Milay, the yeah, yeah. Salvadorian president, um, right, right. And he came, and he's the guy that's taken a country that was run by drug cartels, and he put them all in jail, and he's now got the safest country in, in South America. And it was, and then there were, you know, Japanese showed up, and Australians showed up. Yeah, yeah. They just defeated, Australia just defeated a Black Lives Matter-like resolution to give indigenous Australians, um, you know, aboriginals, more voting rights or extra voting rights, or they would be counted as more in the Constitution than than anybody of any other skin color. And so and we had them from all over Europe, and we didn't know kind of what to do with them because they all said, well, we're going to come. So then I said, well, let's have an international day. So we had an international day, which I organized and and ran, where we had them all in the same room saying, let's just talk about the problems that we're all facing. And it turns out that a lot of the problems are the same. I mean, the, um, the Argentines said... We have this huge bureaucratic state, which is corrupt, doesn't do anything. And Malays said, you know, we just got rid of whole departments. We saved a lot of money. Our taxes have gone down. Everything's great. The economy's buzzing. And that's just in a couple of months since he's been in office. The Brits said that they have this massive problem with woke ideology. And they're a bureaucratic state. Yeah. And said that the, what's really shocked everyone in the world but shouldn't have shocked them is this very large anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel movement that's going to, is in Britain and it's a large part of an unassimilated, um, you know, um, population of illegal immigrants coming into Britain, staying there, and then yep. espousing their own ideologies. Yep. Uh, Hungary's talked about the same thing. Germany talked about the same thing. So it's a lot of the same problems that we're all facing. and We all kind of like the light bulb went off to say. Well, this is not just an American problem. That's right. This is an everybody's
3: having these problems. I write, and, and then, uh, when, when Malay says to Donald Trump, hope next time I see you, you're president. So here, and these are young guys, and, and Naib, uh, uh from El Salvador, he's a young guy, right. shutting down the gangs in El Salvador. It's, and this is a, so, I can't tell you how inspirational this is, how much we appreciate your effort on that, because I know that's a year-long effort that you work on this. So now you got Argentina, now you got El Salvador, and it goes up against everything that Klaus Schwab is saying in the World Economic yeah. Forum, which seems 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 to... how are we that divided, KT McFarland? Why, who are these world reset people? And when you have these young people in these countries that are not easy to govern, speaking along the lines of what Donald Trump talks about, and that is just independence and, and now, and I love when he said, make Argentina great again. That was great. That was actually a great line. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but, so th- it's nice to see that other countries, even if they are drug torn, coming in and using the, uh, the impetus of a Donald Trump, although you got that strong pull from klaus schwab and that group where will this end up do you think kt mcfarland how can we work it out best you know for for not only america now but for the rest of the world
4: well globalism hasn't worked you know the, the crowd of the international elite globalists who the of the corporations of the you know government bureaucracy their idea is we're going to have a world government yeah. run by them run by them and everybody else is sort of a base and they can't and the common man can't be trusted because Governance is so complicated in this advanced stage um, that we really just can't trust those people. We have to do it ourselves because we have to govern them. They're not smart enough. And the problem is that that not only is that wrong because it's so anti-democratic, but they've also been wrong. They've gotten nothing right in the last 20 years, whether it was the forever wars in the Middle East, whether it's the woke agenda, whether it's big state government, which is expensive and unaccountable and doesn't really do anything good. And so I think part of it is the impetus that let's just get these guys out, because they've never Mm. been right. And and it's a global movement. And as I said, country after country, we're having the same problem. And a lot of the problem is this big, huge, bureaucratic state, administrative state, that wants to run everything. And these nameless, faceless bureaucrats, which I was surprised to find out in other countries, they can't be fired either. They can't be fired. They they sort of perpetuate themselves. They wow. rehire themselves. Wow. Yeah. And, and they think that they're so much smarter than the stupid average American. Yeah. And they're entitled by their own brilliance to govern.
3: Yeah. yeah. Before we let you go, KT, I love that you, again, again, just objectively, when I see Joe Biden and the clip this morning that is surfacing and playing over and over again is him eating ice cream up to his lips, and they're asking him about Hamas and Israel, the, mm. and the, and the I, 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 it's scary. At this point, as a father of five beautiful children, I, I'm just frightened for this country because he can. This guy, they could slip this guy in again. And it's, is it to you knowing the geopolitical stage as you do, K. T. McFarland? Does it scare you as the, as it does the rest of us?
4: Yeah. Now, I don't think Joe Biden's making any decisions. He's just doing what the, the guys write in the teleprompter. But what worries me is that the rest of the world looks at him yeah. and the foreign yeah. leaders, and they say, oh, easy pickings. That's so right. if you're Vladimir Putin, if you're the mullahs of Iran, and That's particularly it. if the Chinese president, you're thinking, this is my moment. And yeah. my worry is between now and a new president and President Trump being elected and you know put in office, mm-hmm. that they'll make their move. They'll all decide, especially if, if Trump wins. Mm-hmm. that there'll be that period of about three months where they're all going to make their move, thinking, i got to get it in now because I know tough, how tough Trump is, and he's not going to uh, let me get away with all this stuff.
3: KT yeah. for vice president, I'm just saying. KT McFarland, thank you so much. Always appreciate it. And uh, great, great work at CPAC there, bringing the, uh, the international stage. It gives us solace that there, there will be peace in the world. Thanks, KT. God bless. Godspeed. Let's talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. KT McFarlane right there. By the way, former Donald Trump Deputy National Security Advisor, author of Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People. Joe on the radio, 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. Uh, Andy McCarthy's going to join us uh, coming up momentarily. And uh, uh, Nicole Parker, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. A lot to get into. Dr. Gil Lederman, uh, he visited Israel. Mike Gallagher is in Israel. We're trying to track Mike down. Very, very busy. And we wish Mike all the best in the Holy Land. And uh, Dr. Gil just uh, got back from, Israel will be talking talking with the good doctor about uh, uh, the uh, the great state of Israel twenty after eight. Uh, you know, Susie Cerrone is in for Debbie Duhane this morning on AM nine seventy. The answer
0: stuck in traffic. We've got the answer.
5: Partly cloudy skies and it's 40 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Checking traffic. Alternate side is in effect. Inbound George, 45 for the upper 30 at the lower. The Lincoln's 30. The Holland is 20 to 25 from the turnpike, but it's 45 from 1 and 9. Heavy delays on the LIE westbound. casino to Woodhaven Boulevard. Bell Parkway westbound slows from the JFK Expressway to Lefferts Boulevard. Super busy in New Jersey. Crash in Hawthorne, 208 southbound at Goffle Road, 287 northbound north of Exit 12. Stall on the Parkway northbound at 123 in the right lane. New York State through a southbound. You've got delays from 14A basically across the Tappan Zee Bridge. And there's also a stall in Yonkers on the sawmill southbound, south of the Cross County, always a busy spot. Checking your forecast for today, partly cloudy now. Rain moves in later with a high of 56 tonight, on and off rain, 51 in the city. Now you know how not to go. I'm Susie Cerrone on AM 970. The answer.
0: Charlie Kirk is saddened by
1: the downfall of a great city. It's not as if an asteroid came and hit San Francisco or that it was, well, it was sort of invaded, but invaded by a foreign power. That what you are witnessing is something that was beautiful, something that worked, something that was desirable. That this is not some sort of right-wing conspiracy. First of all, you can just visit it for yourself. It's an absolute trash can.
0: The Charlie Kirk Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The answer.
2: For 16 years, total financial freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605.
3: So i love telling you about Infucare Rx and devin Patel. I tell you my my dear friend, one of my uh, best buddies is in the pharmaceutical business. He in- introduced me to devin actually founder and CEO of rx a leading nationwide specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. I only know this. I keep telling you about uh, Olivia uh, my my beautiful daughter, thank God she's doing great, but she gets that, that infu care at home at home. Now, it's not with InfuCareRx, just to be clear, but I know about the, the home infusion services. If you need that, it, that InfuCare RX is the top of the line in this regard. So you need a sub-Q infusion. You need an IV. It's InfuCareRx can offer that positive lifestyle change. They come right to your house, and they'll do the infusion right there. You do not have to go to a clinic. You do not have to go to a hospital. Patients of InFuKRX have full access to their full clinical team via phone and digital access 24-7, 365. You speak with your doctor and see if you're a candidate for the safe and convenient at Home infusion services of Infucare Rx. Now, to re- review the services, you go to InfucareRx.com. Simple as that. I N F U C A R E R X.com. It's Infucare Rx, improving quality of life one patient at a time.
0: We aren't mainstream news. We are the truth. AM 970, the answer.
3: All right, Joe, on the radio, is 824. Andy McCarthy is a contributing editor at National Review, fellow at the National Review Institute, and uh, a Fox News contributor. Andy, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. How are you this morning?
1: Joe, always a pleasure. I'm doing great
3: well we appreciate it you know we're watching what a crazy time andy i'm telling you i'm watching this unfold and then and then i'm seeing what's happening in the news and the the picture that's making all the rounds is joe biden with an ice cream cone to his lips makes me feel really comfortable you know what i'm saying holy moly you know yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing <laughs> like a little
1: nothing <laughs> like a little vanilla when you're discussing multiple <laughs> mass murders. we always said at the u.s attorney's <laughs> office
3: It's exactly right I don't mean to laugh, but about Hamas and Israel with the ice cream. Is anyone, is there an imaging problem at the White House? Maybe? Maybe? I mean, oh, Andy, you can't make it up. Let Let me jump, if I may, Andy McCarthy, to the uh, Donald Trump appealing that half a billion dollar judgment in the civil fra- fraud case. Walk us to, does that go, is that, did the appeal go to the appellate court above Angeron? Or, God forbid, does Arthur Angeron, the judge, still have anything to do with this, Andy McCarthy?
1: We're done with Arthur Rangaran, his, his 15 minutes are up, I think. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's, very, it's hard to explain the New York court system. It's even harder to explain what goes on in the New York court system. But it's yeah. hard to explain the, the nomenclature of it because it's all screwed up. But basically, it, unlike every place else in the universe, in New York, the trial court is known as the Supreme Court um so uh Ingeron is on the supreme court but he's just a trial judge the appeal wow. goes to what's known as the appellate division because it's manhattan it's appellate division first department okay so that's where trump's case goes now okay and depending on what happens there the final appeal in new york is to the highest court which is called the court of appeals
3: Right, so got it. So it works. Yeah, why? Why is every state have a, something different, right? I mean, every state is very is different in that regard. But in any, but the, but the, I think the question is, are, are they all like minded? Going right up to the court of appeals in New York State, where where Donald Trump's going to have to end up in the Supreme Court of the United States, Andy.
1: So it's a very heavily democratic state. Hmm. All the judges have been picked by Democratic uh politicians i think uh andrew cuomo has picked all of the members of the court of appeals and most of the members you know look if you have um haven't we had um we've had democratic governors in new york for like 20 years right i think i don't remember when pataki left but it hasn't been uh it's been that long so all the appointees are going to be democrats the good news for trump uh, and it's hard for him to get good news these days. But yeah. the good news to him on that front is that as you go up higher in the New York court system, the judging seems to get better. Although, you know, looking at Engeron, that's not exactly a high bar, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but even in this case, Joe, at the beginning yeah. of it, uh, the appellate division reversed Engeron. Because Engeron, if you remember at the beginning... When he found Trump basically guilty before the trial even started, he he tried to uh, order that Trump's business certificates be taken away, and he didn't have jurisdiction to do that. But he was like in such haste to uh, yeah. uh, to ruin this guy that you know he jumped way ahead of himself. So the uh, appellate division, first department, reversed him on that. So it does show that. Um, you know, they didn't reverse them on anything else, but at least they reverse them on that. So he'll have better judges. The, the the quality of the trial judges in New York is appallingly bad, and as a result, uh, you know, the appellate division is is uh, a big part of its business is reversing what they do uh, down there. So we'll see how it turns out.
3: Did you is that the, was that the problem when we you and I always talked? I like to revisit while we have you, Andy, and I don't want to keep you too long because I know how busy you are, and we appreciate no, it. Cool. But the ninety, well, the ninety three bombing, you know, where my goodness gracious, it was it was a red flag. You saw it. You were all over it at the World Trade Center. The ninety three bombing. It, it was. It, was it. Was it the legal system that that messed it up? That uh, it, it, you know, just trying to lock up the right people. W- w- could that have been the the problem? Because how how you know. September eleventh happened after that. To me, incenses most of us and is a mystery. But because didn't you try to take that through the legal system or something, starting with the ninety three World Trade Center bombing? I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I think that we had great judges and um, our our system did the best that it could within the limitations. But the limitations were severe, Joe. It was kind of like you know trying to fight the Nazis and the Japanese as if they were criminals rather than. You know, right. An exactly. That was projecting power. So it wasn't we had, for example, the judge on my case was Michael Mukasey, who was later um, the attorney general under Bush and to me was the greatest uh, judge in the United States. I, I think um, Judge Mukasey would have been a lot more uh, famous for the great job that he did on that trial, which was a very difficult trial against 12 jihadists um but every day that we were on trial there was, this, there was this other little trial going on in California that was on television you may have heard of it um, state of California against O J Simpson yep so you know uh, we if uh, they had um you know sex and race and drugs and rock and roll and we only had the future of civilization so we, you know we didn't get uh, we didn't get much attention back in those days um but I think the system uh, the, federal, the federal court system did as good as they could do
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: When you're when you're using the wrong tool for the problem. You know, this was not a criminal justice problem. And the, the real problem was the government trying to treat it like it was cops and robbers when it was actually an armed conflict.
3: That is so vital. That's why I asked you that. Thank you for saying that. That is so vital, uh, that that fact right there. And with Tish James, who, you know, people get mad at me because I've known her for years, the the Attorney General of New York. Uh, Not for years, but uh, peripherally I'd see her around. Always pleasant, always nice for a laugh, always a good person what hap- what happens to these people when they get in power i mean she i mean it's like could could can is it legal that, that an attorney general says i'm gonna go get this guy she gets elected then she goes gets the guy there's something so wrong in that scenario andy mccarthy don't you feel that
1: yeah i think you just nailed what it is though joe when you said she gets elected in the federal system um, and I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a great champion of the federal system, but here I think they have they have it uh, all over the states, and that is in the federal system, the prosecutors and the judges are appointed, and they have mm. to go through a vetting process at the Senate, um, in, and they have to at least pretend that they're not going to use their power in a political way.
3: Look at that. And if you
1: say I'm going to, if you put me on the bench or you put me in this prosecutor's office, I'm going to go after our political enemies. You won't get confirmed. But the thing is that the New York system, like most state systems, is an elected system. And, you know, if the fault lies someplace, you know, Tish James is what she is. I'm not I'm not here to uh, say anything more about her. I think the problem is the problem is New York. When she campaigned, if you elect me attorney general, I will use the power to go after Trump. She got elected in a landslide in New York. There's something really wrong with that, because I think when I was a prosecutor in new york like in the 80s and 90s if you tried to run for office as a new york prosecutor saying elect me and i will use the power of my office against our political enemies that would have been disqualifying um but now that progressives run the government this is you know they're just not offended by the idea that you use the processes and the powers of the state against your political enemies it's really bad it's going to kill new york
3: yeah, I, I agree, and it doesn't matter. And that's why I always say, "It's a, 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 a." You talk about Donald Trump; it's so beyond Donald Trump. No disrespect to President Trump, yeah. but it's so beyond yeah. Donald Trump. It's like it could happen to anybody, and they won't stop. And it is political interference. It's nice to that if, with the, all your vast experience, Andy, and all your stellar service to this great country, it's great that you see it because sometimes we get up in the morning. I feel like I'm. I have to say to the kind audience that listens to us every morning, it's not you. It's not you. I know what you're thinking. So uh, thanks for bringing us. You know what I mean? Thanks, Andy, for the, the solace and the understanding. And uh, please come back uh, soon, Andy McCarthy. And again, thank you for your service to America, sir.
1: My pleasure, Joe. Great to be with you.
3: You too. Thank you. Andy McCarthy right there. Joe on the radio, 833. Nicole Parker from the FBI is going to join us, former FBI. Andy, uh, you know who's in the newsroom? Al Gattulo. He's in the news nook. And I love the word nook because it's not used enough. So uh, Al is going to... Um, Squeeze What? what? Squeeze
6: eat it. the news? Go ahead, say it. It's just
3: the, the terminology it, yeah. uh, of Al Chula was squeeze.
6: Large belly Stop. squeezing in it's to just, the news nook.
3: It just <laughs> makes me laugh. Al is yeah. going to squeeze into the news uh, oh. Sibelia Sebelia came up with uh, yeah. the nook. The nook is a great if word. If I had trademarked
1: it, I would have been rich by now. <laughs> yeah,
6: the dress code for the news nook is a corset. <laughs> All right,
3: all right, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, we used to have a bluefield. I told you this beautiful hurry up, kitchen, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> hurry up. beautiful kitchen, and and we had an area in the kitchen in the back uh, overlooking the little backyard, and it was called the breakfast nook. My mother called it the breakfast, and I love that word. Great terminology, Joe Sebelia. Al is squeezed into the news nook, and he's got the news right. for you on AM 970. The answer, news, opinion, passion.
0: This is AM 970 the answer.
6: 43 degrees at 834. I'm Al Gatula with local news first. Here's what's going on. A pilot program is being rolled out to help prevent attacks on New York City subway conductors. The MTA recently installed stanchions to increase the visibility of the no standing zones at the 125th Street Station in Harlem. The four foot tall orange posts have been placed adjacent to where conductors cabs stop and aim to discourage riders from standing in the area and deter any potential attacks. The barriers effectiveness will be monitored over the next few months, and depending on the pilot's uh, results, stanchions may be installed in other stations. The program, part of a larger effort to boost safety in the city's subways, Congressman Andy Kim has gone to court to dismantle part of the foundation of New Jersey's political power structure, the so-called county line. The county line groups together party endorsements, uh, party endorsed candidates on primary ballots, while excluding those not endorsed by the party. Kim maintains the practice confers an unconstitutional advantage. If his lawsuit is successful, New Jersey's ballots would be organized in office block style in which candidates are grouped by office and not by endorsements, as is the practice in other states. His main opponent, First Lady Tammy Murphy, has the county line in most of New Jersey's vote-rich counties. In sports, Knicks have won two of their last three. They squeaked out a 113-111 win over the Detroit Pistons. The Nets blew out the Grizzlies 111-86. Bo Horvat leading the Islanders to a 3-2 win over the Dallas Stars in overtime at Syracuse, hoping to earn a third straight win. The 18 and 10 Orange will host Virginia Tech tonight. Pre-game is at 6:30. The tip is at 7, and we'll have all the action right here on AM 970. The answer. Stuck in traffic? Susie Sarone's got the answer.
5: Partly cloudy skies and it's 40 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Checking traffic. Alternate side in effect. Inbound George. 40 to 45 for the upper, 30 at the lower. The Lincoln is 30. The Holland 20 from the Turnpike, but it's 40 minutes from one and nine. It's busy in New Jersey this morning. Crash in Hawthorne on 208 South, but at Gothel Road, always a slow area. Accident in Franklin Township, 287 northbound north of exit 12. In the left lane, you're backed up from exit 8. Stall on the Parkway northbound, you're 123 in the right lane. New York State Thruway southbound. Looking a lot better. Minor delays from south of Exit 13 across the Tappan Z into Westchester. Checking your forecast today. Partly cloudy now. Some rain moves in later on with a high of 56. Tonight, on and off rain, 51. Wednesday, windy, rainy, and 60 degrees. Thursday, partly cloudy and 40. Now you know how not to go. I'm Susie Cerrone on the Joe Piscopo Show. On AM 970, The Answer
1: sponsored by allies tax service do you have multiple years of unfiled taxes or owe more than eight thousand dollars the tax attorneys at allies tax relief are your ally and will stop the irs from garnishing your wages or levying your bank account call 800-230-5174
0: gregory floyd host of reaching out gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know
3: Our very special guest is Congresswoman Nidia Velasquez was the first Puerto Rican woman elected to the Congress in 1992. Is there anything else the U.S. government can do to assist the people of Puerto Rico?
4: Yes, the problem is that even when some public policies were enacted to help promote economic activity in Puerto Rico, the same way that Congress provided those incentives, the same way they took them away without providing anything else and then the treatment that puerto rico gets these are american citizens they go to war they die for our country they fight for our freedoms so the u.s government has a responsibility
0: it's reaching out with gregory floyd at a new time saturday afternoon at two thirty, and again at 9 p.m on
3: am 970 the answer why refi is it uh, Caitlin, I tell you about Caitlin, right? Right. Struggled to make payments while trying to get her career off the ground. Her lenders would not let up with collection calls. She called Y Refi and got set up on a plan that she could afford. Plus, her credit score has improved since working with Y Refi. You can earn up to a earn up to a ten point twenty five percent fixed rate of return. That's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. I love that. There is absolutely no fees. You hear what I am saying? No attack on principal. You know, it's, it, your interest is compounded daily. You'll get a monthly statement with no surprises. So we invite you, if you're stretched thin and you got those student loans, to go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R E F Y dot com. You can call 888 Y Refi 24. I know you remember that if you're driving. 888 Y 24. Folks all over the country are earning a high fixed rate of return with Y-Refi and they don't care about what happens with the stock market or the Fed. And our friends Lane and everybody at Y-Refi are trustworthy, they're honest, and you just go to investyrefi.com. Invest the letter Y then, R-E-F-Y.com. Or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You just tell them, please, Joe Piscopo sent you.
0: The Relief Factor Pain Free Studio. Say goodbye to pain and hello to relief with Relief Factor today. The Charlie Kirk Show coming up at noon on AM 970. The answer.
3: Hey, Joe on the radio, screaming through uh, the show this morning, so much to get into, 20 minutes before 9 o'clock, uh, out of New York, out of New Jersey, all throughout Connecticut, the Northeast, and streaming uh, across this great country on am 970 com. Nicole Parker uh, was a special agent with the FBI from 2010 through October uh, 2022, kind enough to take the time with us this morning. Nicole, welcome back to the show, great to have you with us.
7: Thank you so much, I appreciate the opportunity to join
3: well, I know you're very busy, so and I know. Hopefully, when you see Piscopo called, that you know. Oh God, Joe again! <laughs> so we appreciate you no jumping. No
7: way! I love your show. I love
3: y'all. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. the uh, so, so this—could you please explain to us Nicole, who this Alexander Smirnoff guy is? And and what what is the the whole big to do about? Because it's very confusing what the Democrats are saying and what information, uh, perhaps Jamie Comer, head of the Oversight Committee, got from this guy Alexander Alexander Smirnov. Uh, Nicole, please.
7: Okay, so first of all, um, having been a former FBI agent, when you leave the FBI, you know it's very um, the process of leaving is uh, quite stringent. So we're not allowed to. Speak about specific sources, techniques, Uh, sensitive investigative techniques, things of that nature. So I recently wrote an op-ed for Fox, and I very clearly put the disclaimer in there. I never worked this investigation. Um, Information that I'm telling in the op-ed is just very general, non-detailed information. So we'll put that disclaimer out there on your program as well. But as an FBI agent, we operate confidential human sources. And just in general terms, I think Americans understand that As the saying goes, there's an idiom, snitches get stitches, right? So there's people that definitely help law enforcement, and they provide law enforcement with information, many times about criminal activity that might be going on. And it's very helpful to the FBI and other law enforcement agencies to kind of get our foot in the door of a place that we would never know about, right? So they provide human intelligence. So I'm going to start off first by telling you that this individual, Smirnoff, was an FBI source, a confidential human source, And he had been a source for over 10 years for the FBI. For the FBI, that's a very long-running source. You know, not all sources are on the books for that long. And, um, again, this is all listed in the publicly available indictment. um, But he had been paid substantial sums of money as well through the FBI for the information that he'd provided over that, you know, 10-plus-year period. So one would believe, okay, he's provided a lot of information. He's been paid very well by the FBI. So, naturally, he is a credible source because why would they keep someone on the books for that long if they weren't providing good, credible information? So um, sources are important. The information that he had provided the FBI over that long period of time was obviously important and beneficial. Um, He obviously was shedding light on things that the FBI needed to know. Um, But, A a general rule of thumb is that a lot of CHSs, and I can't speak specifically for this one, but again, in general terms, they don't have the most squeaky clean backgrounds a lot of times. You know, they're not like exactly the straight arrow. Sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. And each source has a different motivation to help the FBI. Some of them help because they love America and they want to help this country. Some of them have their own criminal issues and they are trying to maybe work off something that they've, are trying to deal with and cooperating with the fbi could maybe help them in that regard but the key to what sources provide to the fbi no matter what kind of source you are no matter what your motivation is that your information has to remain confidential you as the source like i said you could be providing information that could mm. potentially put your life in jeopardy if someone knew that you were snitching on them you could potentially get killed okay and we've seen it happen unfortunately the, the importance of protecting the source, who they are, their confidentiality, not only protecting them as a person, but protecting the information that they're giving the FBI. The other important part about their job as an FBI agent is to vet the information provided by the source, okay? You mm-hmm. want to trust that the source is giving you factual information, but they could be totally lying to you. The only way you're going to know is if you vet the information. And that's kind of what my op-ed focus is on is that this information has been provided by the, to the FBI years ago. And why is it just barely being fully vetted years later and then the sources being indicted?
3: So do the Democrats have a case when they go, oh, you can't go by this guy's information because the Republicans went off on this guy's information. But just and just to kind of answer my own question in many ways, that, what about this guy, Bobolinsky? I mean, they got Bobolinsky. So this information that leads to what uh, uh, President Trump and Hunter Biden, uh, President uh, Biden, rather, and, and Hunter Biden taking the kickbacks. Uh, but but did uh, the Democrats have any credibility in making the argument that this guy is now soured and should not be used as a source?
7: Okay, so that's a very good question. And again, I'm not going to speak specifically about this case, because I don't okay. know. I'm not anything outside of the indictment that's not public information. I do yeah. not know, and I'm not yeah. going to discuss. But what I can mm-hmm. tell you, based on mm-hmm. all the investigations that I've done over the years and how sources work, yeah. is that as an investigator, when you're building a case, you could have a source that's giving you the smoking gun information, that's going to be amazing. Or you could have one that is just not really beneficial and they could be lying to you. The key to a good investigation is it doesn't rely on just one source or one piece of information. So to say, you know what, this piece of information, the source gave, he lied about these bribery payments. That's a lie. So therefore the whole investigation is false. That is not necessarily. And in this case, it does not seem to be correct because there can be mounting evidence to support other allegations that have nothing to do with the source. And as a good investigator, taking a case, you actually try to remove the source and build your case without the source because you don't want to expose the source anyway, if this makes sense. So bank records, like you mentioned, other witnesses, corroborating witnesses, hundreds of other witnesses, potentially an investigation. And you can cut the source out and continue an investigation based on the facts. And and because the source, let's say they tell you 10 things, and yeah. maybe, again, in generality, they could tell you 10 things, and maybe eight of those things are true, and two of them are false. It doesn't mean that you throw the eight things away. You take that information, and you start investigating those eight points, and then you build off of that. So in answer to your question, mm-hmm. just because one person gives some false information doesn't mean the whole thing is false. Um, the, there can be a very solid investigation built around multiple pieces of evidence. And frankly, that's the only way to have a solid investigation. You cannot hang your hat on one source and one statement. It has to be very robust across mm. the board. So it could be bank records, witness statements, so many other things. Yeah. You corroborate yeah. Other yeah. facts. Yeah. without one piece of information, if that makes
3: sense. So it does, because I want perfect sense, thank you, because I see what uh, this uh, what Comer has done, Representative Comer from Kentucky as head of the oversight. He's doing a lot of, he's going, not, you know, they went to this guy, Smirnoff, but they also went to Bobolinsky. they went to bank, they did indeed go to bank records. So it looks like I mean, just not to make an opinion one way or the other, Nicole Parker, but it looks like what the Oversight Committee is doing the right thing in in checking out multiple sources then.
7: And that's the way that you have to run this investigation and any investigation, and I agree with that. 100%.
3: 100%. Hey, Nicole, while we have you, forgive me, but you know, I was down in Florida last week, we went down there working, and I went through Broward County, and you were you were there, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. uh, during the, uh, oh gosh, the Parkland, uh, the, yeah, the Parkland, Parkland shoot.
7: school shooting. I, yes. You
3: know, I'm going through it, and Andrew Pollock's a close friend and lost his daughter Meadow, you know, and and, and, uh. and and I don't think I talked to Andy about this, but it's like, it seems like such a nice place. I'm driving around, and I said to the driver, so what is this, is this Broward County? And I'm thinking, this that's where it happened. That's where it happened. Parkland is is beautiful. Parkland is a
7: very beautiful area. And that's why it was so disappointing and shocking and heartbreaking. Because people always think it's not going to happen in my community. But you have one bad actor in your community. It can be the most beautiful, safest place. But you have one bad actor who wants to harm others. And that's yeah. exactly what happened and it's so tragic. And Meadow Pollock, I mean, she is an angel and her father, Andrew Pollock. Yes. He is a hero. Like he yes. has spoken out. He is such, I've met him through other families and yeah. he is a good person and my heart breaks for their family, but God bless them.
3: Yeah, and and they, he seemed to make Andrew seemed to make changes within that community down there and on, on how to cool and and this too talk about school safety went by a little t- little area in my town out in Hunterdon County. You know, Nicole Parker, they had the school. There was a gate like a, like a, there was a road. They gated it closed. I hate to say it, and I'm in the Boondocks, you know, but I hate right. to say it. But it's something to think about that uh, that you maybe schools got to start thinking about it, just closing it down and making it more difficult to to get it. I did not see a. Police officer. Our high school has two police officers there at all time. I love that, you know. And but uh, that's, and I think that's probably part of Andrew Pollock's initiative when he went in there, just to make sure he to, to lock down those schools after that horrible incident all those years ago, Nicole.
7: Absolutely, they cannot be soft targets. You've got to have every security measure in place um possible. Um yeah, yeah. every preventative measure has to be taken. Um yeah. and, and that I'm glad to yeah. hear that you're seeing that in your community okay. as well.
3: You got two more seconds. You got two seconds because we got a break, but I got, I'd love it. Forgive me. I, I, you know, I, I always try to work out with the at-risk communities and I see that you were on Fox News, uh, I think it was last week and you had a great conversation about gangs and gangs and turf wars Mm -hmm. that are going to happen. The FBI, is the FBI covered because it's a pro, that is a problem. And I've seen it. Why do I know? Because I walked the streets. I walk when Camden, New Jersey was the number one most dangerous city in, in America. Mm -hmm. Newark, New Jersey. We've turned it around by the grace of God with the great work of the New Jersey State Police and other organizations. organizations the fbi is following this because i think once the fbi gets in i don't know how you stop it do you have a, a gang summit but once they get in there and that led me to believe that the fbi hearing you nicole parker is on top of this yes
7: you know, it's going to be a big problem, I'm going to tell you, because the open border, and I think that the FBI is fully aware, Trend de from from Venezuela, very dangerous gangs. Uh, yeah. A couple of those members were involved with the beatdown of the cops and uh, the, the NYPD in Times Square. That's the problem. He's got MS-13 now up against Trenda de Like right now, they're, they're becoming friends, but tomorrow they could be enemies. And the FBI is fully aware. They've got their hands full. There are so many problems in this country yeah. as a result of this administration. And that's something that they've got to stay on top of. We saw this sweet, beautiful woman in Georgia who was killed, killed running, running, jogging, and by someone who was here illegally from from Venezuela. Yes. Uh, We're seeing this over and over again. Close that border. Make America safe again.
3: Yeah. Nicole, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your expertise. Always appreciate it on this program. Let's talk soon, please.
7: Thank you, and y'all have a beautiful day.
3: You too, Nicole Parker, right there, a former FBI. Joe on the radio, 851. Susie's on the roads for Debbie on AM 970. The answer.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
5: 40 degrees, partly cloudy skies in the city. What's going on? We have the answer. Checking traffic. Definitely a tough morning in New Jersey. Crash on the parkway South, at 136 in the left lane. You're backed up from 142 in Union. A stall on the parkway north, but at 123 in the right lane. Accident in Hawthorne, 208 south, but at Goffel Road. And in Franklin Township, an accident, 287 northbound north of Exit 12. In the left lane, you're backed up from Exit 8. Checking the New York State thruway southbound, minimal delays from Exit 12 into Westchester. In Westchester, though, boy, is it slow on 287 eastbound from the thruway to Exit 8 in White Plains. And in the city, alternate side is in effect today. Inbound, George, 40 for the upper, 30 at the lower. The Lincoln is 30. The Holland is 20 from the turnpike, 40 minutes from 1 and 9. And we also have delays on the North Bengal. Wine is heading into Cadman Plaza. I'm Susie Cerrone on AM 970. The answer.
8: Is your money safe? Are you reading about the the push for the digital dollar that could allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with our own money? Look, with all the things we've learned about what the feds are up to, that's not a shock, right? I'm encouraging you to get The Secret War on Cash. The Secret War on Cash is a compelling, insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America. It's available now, free of charge. You're going to learn how to protect protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to our hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now. or oh, You could text them as well. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or just go to SwissAmerica.com Gallagher and get this free report. I was shocked at what the banks are required to do for the government. You will be too. you got to learn how to protect your money. Swiss America's free report, The Secret War on Cash. It's as easy as a phone call or a text to 800-289-2646. or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Gallagher. In an era
0: where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust at a time where it's difficult to find facts not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable. Every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer.
8: Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Mike Gallagher, and Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. This summer, it's going to be an incredible opportunity to engage with other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. Join Dr. Gorka and me, Mike Gallagher, from June 29th through July the 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Listen to
2: AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com.
8: All right, let me
3: tell you about Relief Factor if I can because I think it can get you out of pain with that three-week quick start kit. You know, I always say we're organically honest. I don't know how more honest to be than to tell you. I'm going to tell you, where you can go to get Relief Factor. I'm gonna tell you what's in Relief Factor. I'm gonna tell you all the people that have tried Relief Factor and that has worked for it. I'm gonna tell you about myself, how I've been out of pain ever since I've been taken Relief Factor. I'm gonna tell you about Leah. I'm gonna tell you about Keith, you know, pursuing a second degree black belt, Leah in pain on her couch crying, and now she is truly amazed at the product. You know, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know, I mean I'll be honest with you. But you how do you find out? You give it a try. And, and when I tell you, after a million people have tried it, almost 70% go on to order more on this Relief Factor Quick Start Kit. Off the, off of the kit, they order more. I'm telling you, it tells you a lot. And and I'm so grateful to Relief Factor because you know what? I'm out of pain. I'm, I'm out of pain. I'm not going to make any kind of clinical study or anything like that. I'm just tell you what works for me and hundreds of thousands of other people, and that is Relief Factor. Check out the three-week quick start kit. That's the fairest way to see if we can get you out of pain. I think we can. And it's only 19.95. But But not only that, you get a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. You don't feel better, you get your money back. 800 the number four, the word relief, it's 800 for relief or again, please, relieffactor.com. All right, Jeff Nordine is out there at the Weather Answer. Hey, Jeff, what's, uh, what do we do? It looks really nice. Is going to rain a little later today out of New York?
1: Yes, Uh, late this afternoon towards the evening and even into tonight, there's some lighter rain, and then we're going to see a little bit more steady rain for tomorrow, and also it's going to be windy, and there could be some localized damaging wind gusts, too, that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Right now, boy, what a foggy, kind of cloudy start. There is some blue above the cloud deck, but you got to go above, you know, almost to the tippy top of the World Trade to even see some sunshine right now. Temperature-wise, we get to 58, dip down to 49 tonight, and then we have a high of 61 for tomorrow. But, again, we are going to be looking at that line of gusty showers with, you know, a little bit of thunder, too. Thursday is going to be sunny, but it is colder, and we're going to only get to about 41. Then we're near
3: 50 for Friday with sun that will mix with some cloud cover. All right, Jeff. Well done. Jeff Nordin right there from the Weather Answer Desk. Hey, Joe on the radio, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis is going to join us next hour. Um, and we're going to get into Ukraine and what's happening in Ukraine and what's going on uh, with Israel, with Hamas. Is there going to be a ceasefire? What are we hearing? And Dr. Gil Lederman is gonna uh you know and again we want you to check out radio surgery new york with gil lederman on am 970 the answer that's uh, our radio show right here but we're going to talk israel with the good doctor when he joins us in the nine o'clock hour as well it's joe piscopo on the radio 877-970-2999 877-970-2999 if you want to weigh in in the meantime we'll be checking in with al checking in with joe Susie for debbie And uh, Michael's Answer in the Phones this morning on AM 970, The Answer. And we are coming right back at you.
0: News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970. The answer.
6: 45 and partly sunny at 859 am Algatullo with local news first. Here's what's going on. Several Long Beach residents filing a class action lawsuit against their New York Beach town claiming their cars are being illegally seized. They say it doesn't take much to get towed in their Long Island community. 3 parking tickets, get your vehicle a boot, then if you don't pay within 72 hours your ride gets hauled off in Long Beach. They're complaining that there's no chance to plead their side of the story to a judge, only to a cashier who says that'll be 375 bucks if you want your car back. Four Long Beach residents are suing claiming their constitutional rights are being violated, but town officials saying they're just following the law. In June, American Airlines becoming the only U.S. carrier to fly directly between New York City and Tokyo. Service starts June 28th. Officials saying you take off at JFK at 11.30 a.m. You land in Tokyo at 2.30 p.m. the next day. Tickets already on sale. A one-way ticket goes for $1,400. Macy's plans to close 150 stores by 2026. CEO Tony Spring made the announcement today saying Macy's is entering a bold new chapter. 50 stores will shutter by the end of this year as the company changes its focus to keep up with consumers' changing shopping habits. Macy's will now look more towards its Bloomingdale and Blue Mercury luxury brands with plans to open smaller versions of those stores. The iconic department store chain that's been around for more than 150 years has closed almost 300 stores since its stock price hit its peak price in 2015